Isn't it amazing to think that finding your passion or something that sets your heart on fire could be so difficult? And yet it is. It's one of the most confusing things to figure out. You have been dreaming of something more, but not entirely sure what that something more actually is. I spoke of how to figure out your passion or purpose in an earlier episode, episode nine, if you happen to listen to that one. But in this episode, I'm happy to give you a different way to hear it, and my hope is that you will be inspired. I think it can be incredibly helpful to hear other people's journeys, what they did or how they figured something out. My guest today did just that. She pushed through and figured out how to pivot into her purpose. I want you to meet Melissa Hoffman. Melissa is a life coach for women who know they're meant for more. After seven years as a pharmaceutical rep, Melissa was tired of feeling stuck and miserable in her corporate job and discovered that she wanted a business that fulfilled her and had a positive impact on the lives of others. She discovered this through many efforts to find her true purpose and is deeply happy now helping and coaching women who are on this journey as well. Melissa also hosts the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast, where she has real conversations and interviews with others, and she shares advice about pivoting into a career you're truly meant for. I'm so excited. Here's Melissa. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Melissa, I am so excited to talk to you today. Welcome. Thanks, Holly. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I would love for you to just share your story with our listeners because it's so beautiful and it's so relevant, I think, to what my listeners might want to hear. So please share. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure like many of your listeners, I, you know, originally started out following the plan that I was thought I was supposed to, you know, go to school and you find like a good job and, you know, like, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, you just go to work and make money to pay your bills. And so I, I'll just give you like a brief history, but I started out as a teacher and I was teaching high school and I was making no money and I was so stressed out. And so I thought, this is not the answer. I want to actually like make some money. And somebody told me I would be good at pharmaceutical sales. And so I was like, let me just do that. And so I got a job doing pharmaceutical sales. And at the time that was like the holy grail of jobs. And everyone thought it was so great. It was great on paper, so many perks and good money. As I was going through this job, I started realizing I just like did not like what I was doing. Like I had to hide who I was and I couldn't like really be myself. And there was a lot of, um, it was a bit, just a very toxic environment. And mm-hmm. so first I thought, okay, I'm just going to switch companies. It's got to be this company. It has to be this boss that I have. And so I switched companies and at first it was okay. And then it was the same thing. I hated my job. And the more I like tried to force myself to show up for work and to go through the motions, the worse it got. And so I started to fall into uh, like a depression and I started to feel so much anxiety about going Mm -hmm. to work every time I, we would have to call in in the morning for our company voicemail. 
And if I would hear, and it would, the voicemail would announce the person's name before you like heard the message. And if I heard my boss's name and I I hated my second boss, by the way, for this new company. And (laughs) if I would hear his name, I would just like cringe and my stomach would drop and my throat would get all like tight. And like, I couldn't like speak or swallow or anything. So my body was telling me how unhappy I was and how I needed to get out. But of course I had no idea what to do. And I felt like I was, you know, stuck with the golden handcuffs, you know, of like this good job. And I thought I was crazy for wanting to leave. And mm-hmm. nobody really understood when I would try to talk about how unhappy I was. And so it was, it was a very like isolating and it was just not a good period in my life. I started to try and think about what else I could do. Somehow I got the inspiration to think back to what I loved to do as a child. The things that came up were very like artistic. I started to play around with the idea of being a makeup artist. And I had, I love doing makeup. I would like always like do my makeup for when I would go out or even for work. Like I would like always like spend time on my hair and makeup. And my friends were always asking me when we'd go out, you know, to the clubs at night, I was in my twenties, I would do their makeup and it was so much fun. And I loved seeing like how excited they were after I would do their makeup. And so I kind of thought, okay, maybe there's something here. I remember being at this uh, national sales meeting in Vegas and for my company, and we were walking through the casino to our meeting room. And I was with one of my friends at work and we walked by this fashion photo shoot that was going, that was going on. The makeup artist was like touching up the, the model and she looked so glamorous and she was wearing this beautiful outfit and the photographer was taking shots. It hit me. I was like, that's what I want to do. And I told my friend and she was like, oh yeah, I can see you doing that. I like, kind of like kept that with me. And I, I was like, okay, this is this is what I'm going to do. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. So again, divine inspiration hit me when I was just on like the homepage for Yahoo. And you know, at the time, I don't know if they still do, but they would do these little clickbait things like the top 10 jobs that you can make a hundred thousand dollars in that you didn't know you could. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll get some ideas here for like, cause I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. And so I clicked the link and I'm looking, okay. And then they said commercial makeup artist. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like I can make a hundred thousand dollars as a commercial makeup artist. And it just like kind of confirmed, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I just started like researching and asking everybody I knew. And the more I found, the more that you put yourself out there, the more that people want to help you Mm -hmm. and you just don't know like what connections they have. And so things started to fall into place. Like people would say like, oh, I have a friend that's a makeup artist. Let me connect you. I felt like this is something that I can move forward with because things were so bad at my job. Like I knew like that wasn't an option anymore. And I had to, I had to make this work. And so that kind of like gave me the motivation. Cause I know a lot of people sometimes are like, oh, but like, I don't know if I could make like a completely different jump and you kind of like have to have to weigh it. Like, you know, what's the cost of staying in this job? Like I already know it's affecting my health. It's affecting my mental health and Mm -hmm. my happiness. And then plus I was so passionate about it that it was all I could think about. I kind of became obsessed about researching it and figuring out how I could be a makeup artist. I ended up quitting my job probably maybe six months later. And were you already doing makeup artist work? I wasn't kind of in that transition time. No, you weren't. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was, what I was doing was building my portfolio. And so at the time, you know, there was like a website where you could connect with other makeup artists, photographers, hairstylists, like everybody in the creative, that type of creative industry. And so, and I don't even remember how I came across it, but I like put myself on there 
you know, started meeting people and started building my portfolio and like telling people I was a makeup artist, even though I was still in my nine to five, I was like, okay, like, this is, this is what I want to do. This is who I am, even though I didn't have any clients, (laughs) but (laughs) just thought, you know, act as if, you know, and that kind of built my confidence, even though inside I was like, oh my God, who's going to pay me for this. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of started where I was and I put up a website, I put up a Yelp page and people kind of started to find me. And so I just started building my network, started taking some clients and then like word of mouth started to build. And so Wow, that's a really good story. And 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 I really feel like people listening could relate to a, a lot of it because sometimes we are doing a job that we don't like and mm-hmm. it's it's scary to yeah. to think of something else, especially when you know you it won't replace your income or yeah. it might not at first and you don't know, or there's there's all these obstacles that could get in your way. And yeah. You just made that shift. And I think I heard you say, and you just knew that the benefits outweighed the situation of feeling so bad in your job. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think that's a really important part of that story, right? Yeah, definitely. And then the other thing I realized about myself was that money wasn't as important to me as I thought. So if money had been really important to me, I would have like stayed at that job because the money was good. But what was more important to me was feeling fulfilled in my work and loving what I did and feeling like I was having an impact because I could see the women that I was working with, they would feel so good about themselves after I would do their makeup. And I I didn't even really think about that benefit of the job or that like result of the job, seeing their reactions and how good they felt. That was like what really like fulfilled me and made me feel so good about what I was doing. And it made it okay that I was having to start from nothing Mm. and slowly build up to try and make the money to support myself and the money that I wanted. It was definitely worth it. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. It's, it's actually, it wasn't about makeup. You were providing confidence. Yes, I you was. were giving them confidence, not mm-hmm. just lipstick. So I love yeah, that, right? It, it, yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't about the makeup. Yeah, yes, it, yes. because they would tell me I look like the best version of myself, and I feel mm-hmm. like the best version of myself. And I would yeah. hear that over and over. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I've been looking for. Wow. Okay, so we're here now. You're you're doing makeup. You're feeling super fulfilled because you're making an impact. It's so what you enjoy. You're finding your joy. You're finding your purpose. Tell me then what happened after that. I was doing that for several years and I loved it. And then I started to feel restless again. It was almost like the seven year itch. Like (laughs) I had seven years in my pharmaceutical career and then seven years in my makeup career. And I was like, I don't think this is what I wanted to be doing. I was living in the Bay area and my clients were all over the Bay area. It's, it's a really big (laughs) region. And there's, it's like one of the top wedding destinations in the country. And there's a lot of traffic everywhere. So it would take me like a lot of times, two hours to get somewhere. And then I would have to return two hours. And I was sitting in a lot of traffic because a lot of times I would have to leave in the morning and, you know, come back. Like I was coming back during rush hour. And so it was just wearing on me and I was working all the time and working really long hours. I just started to feel really worn out, really burnt out. And I felt like guilty. You know, this was the business that I had wanted to build. Like this was my passion and like what I felt was my purpose. And it doesn't feel like that anymore. And I spent all this time and all this money building this business. And I I was almost in the golden handcuffs again. This is stable now for me. Like, how do I start something else? Because I'm not going back to a job. I have to be my own boss, but you know, I want to feel like I'm making an impact again. And I also wanted to feel like I was making like a 
bigger impact in someone's life than, you know, making them feel good for a day. Like I wanted to make them feel good for a lot longer and have like a bigger transformation. Again, I felt kind of stuck. Like, I don't know what, what I'm meant to do, what my purpose is. I'm in this place that I thought I wanted to be. And now I don't want to be here anymore. The the thing I thought that would be like the easiest to transfer into was photography. You know, at, at first, before I like made the jump into photography, there was like this overwhelming feeling of like, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn. How am I going to learn all of this stuff? And so that did kind of hold me back for a while. But then I realized like, okay, a year has gone by that I had been thinking about this And I could have spent that whole time learning about photography instead of just like wishing I could do it, but feeling like it was too much. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if anyone is out there listening and they think that what they want to, what they really want to do is too overwhelming because there's too much to learn. Maybe there's a lot to invest in, you know, whether it's like equipment or like a makeup kit or something, just start small, start learning, just do what you can. Everything you learn, it's just going to start building upon itself and it's going to become easier and easier for you. That's really good advice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So really, I mean, if you're really thinking of something to not overthink and waste time and waste months or years exactly, and just start with the action because the action brings the clarity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that also builds your confidence too. taking messy action. Because a lot of times we're, especially as adults, like we're so used to having to be perfect and having to know everything. So it is really hard to learn something new because you compare yourself to someone else's years and years and mastering of whatever craft it is. Just get started. Just experiment. Just have fun. Just play with it. Your learning curve will shorten because it'll feel like it's taking a long time. And then all of a sudden you'll look back and you'll be like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'm really good at this. There are so many women and people like this that they have a lot of passions. It's not uncommon to to be really fulfilled in this one job or Mm -hmm. this area for years. And then maybe you're feeling not fulfilled and then you switch because you have many gifts or you have many talents. Can I dive into the piece of how you know, because you're pivoting in each situation, right? And pivoting Mm -hmm. is sometimes hard. Pivoting is change. Pivoting is. is change and change. At least I can relate to changes hard for me. It's hard for everybody. Yeah. I haven't, you know, done a lot of big changes in my life. So I feel like it is harder for me to get from A to B. And I know that about myself. So I kind of need to to get better on that. But how, as a person who is multi-talented, like you or like an artist, I feel like Mm -hmm. who has many, just you, like you, you're an artist in in my mind, right? You have the gifts of working in sales, but you also have the ability to, to bring out confidence with makeup artists, artistry, I should say. How do you pivot so beautifully? How, what, what is it that you feel so, so important each time you make those changes? Yeah, I think it's following your intuition and what your intuition is guiding you to that you can't stop thinking about. I have a lot of passions. I'm very multi-passionate. And for one thing, like you don't have to make money off all of your passions. So (laughs) yeah, true. Yeah, I just like to share that Um, because sometimes people think that they do. Sometimes it's just what, what can you like not get out of your head? Like, what are you so obsessed with that you have to learn more and more because there's something in you that says, I, I really want to learn how to do this. I really want to master this. And then as you start to dive into it, sometimes the idea for a business will, will come or maybe mm. it doesn't, but I just kind of follow that intuition and that, that pull toward basically what you're obsessed with. 
Yeah. And also like, just be willing to try things. I pivoted into photography. I thought, oh, this will like complement my makeup business. I can do the makeup for my shoots. And I started to do it and I loved it. I felt like I was really good at it. Like the clients that I had, they loved what I was doing. And it also took so much of my energy that I realized, I don't think this is sustainable for me. Mm. And so I did it for a couple of years. And then I realized I don't want to be a full-time photographer because not only does it take a lot for me to prepare for this shoot, for me to show up and hold space for the client. And uh, as a photographer, I had to be constantly aware of everything that was going on in the shot to make sure that I got like a good shot for the client. And then there's all the editing that comes after. And then there's also, you know, the sales part. If you, if you want to make money as a photographer, a portrait photographer, you know, like you sell albums and prints and, you know, all kinds of things. And so it just, it was a lot. (laughs) I realized like, I love this now, but I don't see myself doing this long-term and I need to figure out what it is I want to do long-term. I like to be open to signs from the universe. And so one of my very first clients was actually a mentor of mine and she was a coach. And so she had talked to me about, um, oh, I was going to do a shoot for her. And as we were, um, I think it was before, like we were talking about setting up the shoot. She told me, you know, I think you should get a coaching certification, a life coaching certification, because you're going to have women that you're working with, and they're going to have a lot of like hangups about being seen or about their bodies. And if you could, you know, learn how to coach them through it and to really hold space for them and be aware of what's going on in their mind, I think you'd be a more powerful photographer. And I, it was like, oh my God, like I secretly want to be a coach, but I felt like I couldn't be. And it was almost like she gave me the permission slip to get my certification and be a coach. And I thought, oh, I'll just get the certification and, you know, it'll just help me with my photography. But really, as I went through that certification, I realized I wanted to be a coach. And so that is where I am now. I'm not I kind of do photography a little bit, but it's mostly for people I like, or if I have like as a creative outlet, it's not part of my business anymore. And I actually just closed my makeup business this last summer with my last wedding client. So wow. I'm uh, a life coach now. Wow. And well, I congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. I coach women that want to figure out what their purpose is and what they're meant to do. It's been such a long journey and I've had like so many challenges and struggles and everything. And I've come up the other side. And so that's part of my purpose now is to guide women through it as well. Absolutely. And you know, what's beautiful, Melissa, is that I feel like your whole journey has shown you these signs, like Mm -hmm. that common thread through everything that have has led you to this place now. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we all look back in, in our past, in our experience, we can find a common thread that mm-hmm. what, what keeps pulling through? Yeah. Like I keep hearing the the piece of that confidence that yeah. you want to inspire the confidence in people to give them, but you're also giving them the piece of your journey that you realize like pivoting and keep going and changing and how to do that. You, you have it all mm-hmm. kind of packed up to give to someone. So I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I just wanted to ask you um, if someone's feeling stuck and it's a mental, it's, it's, it's hard, right? It's that mindset. It's, it's, could you give them any kind of advice or tools that you can remember that really helped you to kind of get unstuck? And what if they couldn't change jobs? right? What if Mm -hmm. they were in a place where they're still feeling, maybe they just wanted to start a hobby, but they were stuck. What, what would help 
for that at least to get unstuck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think first of all, like you have to be willing to get unstuck because a lot of times we're so in our stuckness and it's almost yes. like it's, yes. it's such a block that you <laughs> yes. have to be willing. First of all, you have to be willing to try different things and be okay with failing and be okay with like not being good at it. For sure. Because For yeah, sure. if if it's something you're passionate about and you want to do it, I really believe that you're naturally good at it probably and maybe not to the degree that you want to be, but you'll get there because you're just, you're going to learn everything that you can about it. You're going to practice because you're just like, so focused on this is what I want to do. It's sometimes it's just trying different things, thinking back. Um, this is what I help my clients do is like, I mean, a lot of times the clues are in our past. So like thinking back to what you love to do as a child, what you love to play, what did you want to be? And then also what, what's your past experience? What were you naturally good at? Or what skills did you learn? Like through previous jobs or schooling or, you know, education or anything and see if you can kind of find some common threads or like, what do people come to you for? What are you known for? Why are they always asking you about, or what do they want you to help them with? Trying to like get an idea there and then just trying it and seeing if you like it and starting with a side hustle. Maybe it's just like, I'll use makeup as an example. You know, you're learning what you can about being a makeup artist, about doing different looks. Maybe you start out with just like watching YouTube videos and practicing on your friends. Yeah. And then you start telling people, Hey, I'm a makeup artist. I do this on the weekends. You know, you're going out for the night or you have a wedding or a special event. You should hire me and start charging and just charge like what you're comfortable with. Don't worry about making a lot of money, making a whole business out of it. Just starting with like a little side hustle. Mm. And then you just start to build word of mouth. People start coming to you. People spread the word, you know, or you can, now we have social media, like there wasn't social media when I first started or it wasn't, it is now. And so yeah, yeah. I had to like build it on the ground. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah. And so, Good but now you. it's like so easy. You could just go on Instagram and shoot some stories of you doing your makeup and then people will see and they'll be like, oh, I want you to do my makeup. Just starting, starting that, middle. Okay. Yeah. So it's that action, just starting something. Yeah. And I really something. like what you said before about the more you kind of talk to people, the more that people would introduce you to, mm-hmm. oh, I have someone. It's yeah. true. The more you get your word out, people will start to connect you to the right people. Yeah, and I think exactly. that's that's giving out that that good energy too. It is. You, you want to receive it. You're ready to yeah. move in that direction. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's showing confidence. You may not feel completely confident in the inside, but the more you put yourself out there, the more you show up and do the thing, you're going to build your confidence. A lot of times we think confidence is just born within us and it's not, you have to build it. It's like a muscle that you have to build. For sure. For sure. I talk about that a lot, like just a lot of hours. Yeah. Just a lot of time and energy. That's that's so true in anything. Mm-hmm. I agree with that so much. Well, that is such an inspiring story. And I love all of the pieces that we talked about. You make it so beautiful. Of It's okay to be multi-passionate. Sometimes you hear things like, oh, well, you have too many passions. You should niche down and you should pick one and look at there's, there's so much beauty to diving into so many of your gifts. Yeah. yeah I you, would say you've really shown that. 
Yeah. If you're multi-passionate and you want to have a business with all of them, I would say have like a common thread, how they kind of connect. Because if you're trying to do too many things that don't relate, then it kind of gets confusing for people. But for me, like the common thread was confidence in women. So I could be a makeup artist who also did boudoir photography, who also did coaching Mm -hmm. because it all went together. But if I was like a baker and a makeup artist, and then, you know, a landscaper or something, you know, like it just doesn't really go. So it just, or maybe it could, but it's easier for you if you can find the common thread. Uh, That was good advice. So good. That was so good. Yes. The common thread within them and seeing that what that is connecting all of that. Tell us about where people can find you. I know that you started your own podcast. So tell us more about that. Tell us all about it. Okay. So I have a podcast right now and it's called pivot into your purpose because that is what my work is about. It's about pivoting. It's about finding your purpose and doing work that you feel like you're meant to do. And so that is on iTunes, Spotify, all the places. I share personal stories and tips and training about pivoting, but also personal stories from women who have pivoted from jobs or businesses that don't work for them anymore, that they hated into like what they feel like is their calling now. So that's pivot into your purpose. And then I'm on uh, Instagram a lot. On Instagram, I'm Melissa M. Hoffman and Hoffman with two N's. Okay. (laughs) That's where I show up the most. Facebook a little bit, but mostly Instagram. Yeah. And then my website where you can learn more about working with me. I do one-on-one coaching and my website is just my name, melissahoffman.com. Perfect. I I will put everything in the show notes. I encourage you to go follow Melissa, look at her podcast, look her up, get some coaching. You are amazing. I appreciate so much you coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really, I had fun. Me too. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.